morning and welcome to Daily Kentucky on Unsafe Space with Carter and Carrie. Today is Friday, August 2nd. I'm sitting here with our guest host for Fridays, Fun Fridays, Boris Johnson. How are you, Boris? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm enjoying running Europe. I'm in the UK. Uh, and it doesn't have to be Boris Johnson every time. So last week I did the messy hair Boris Johnson thing and my wife was like, you should do that every Friday. So I thought I'd try it again this Friday. But if it's going to be Boris Johnson every time, I don't know. No, it doesn't have to be. It could just be messy hair Friday something. Yeah. Let your um, freak flag fly. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure it's going to last because I desperately need a haircut. And once I get a haircut, I don't think it's going to look as exciting to let my hair fly. <laughs> but um, Carrie. Yeah. Yesterday, we soared past a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yay! Yeah, we did. So, that was fun. Thank uh, you, everyone. It without Yeah, it was like, without you guys, we would not be eligible for demonetization. So Literally. Good. Yeah. Um, and, and I really want to give a shout out to, um, the people who have been with us, like adamantly from the beginning, emailing with ideas, contributing in chats. Um, we know who you are. We really, really appreciate it. And, uh, someday you'll get a ride on our private jet. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, we, we're going to really do, do appreciate it. We're going to do a live party. We, we said we were going to do a demonetization party as soon as we hit a yes. thousand. And so we're going to do a live uh, kafefi on Tuesday. Yes. Um, but let's be clear. So the reason we're doing a demonetization party is once we hit a thousand, we're allowed to the way YouTube's rules work. Once we hit a thousand subscribers, we're allowed to apply for being monetized. So that process has started. It's likely we'll actually not even get approved, but if we do get approved, it's also likely that we will very shortly thereafter be demonetized. So we figured instead of having a monetization party and getting our hopes up, we would just have a demonetization party and celebrate the fact that YouTube's really not going to be a platform that makes us money. Right. The impending demonetization. <laughs> yes. Which, and again, so, it could be tomorrow. It could be who, any number of our videos. I'm sure they don't, they would not appreciate it. Although we offered all those sacrifices to the SJW gods. I don't know if they were listening, but yeah, well, there's a lot of wrong think. Someone suggested that we should, uh, we should bet, like do a raffle on betting when we get demonetized. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. So we'll think about that one. But, uh, also Carrie, the other thing that happened yesterday, the, the new prototype came in the mail with a little red in the logo. This is the new prototype mug. I love it. Uh, Carrie has approved, so I'm going to say yes. And we will have these mugs made. And if you are an accomplice level or above subscriber on Subscribestar, we will ship you a mug after we ask for your address and blah, blah, blah. So uh, cheers to that. Cheers. Now, Gary, I didn't. Want, I, I partly didn't want to talk about this. Why? I, I didn't know how you would react to it. Why not? Because huh. I'm a guy, and I noticed that you're not. And I don't want to assume <laughs> your gender, actually. Uh, but so you know who Stefan Molyneux is, I assume. I do. I'm not as familiar with him as you are, but I know who he is. I used to follow him a lot more in the past. I haven't as much recently, but 
my understanding of him is in the past few years, he's become uh, a little bit more <clears throat> on the right, I would say. Like he was, he, he is, I guess, libertarian philosophically. And that's not accurate, but I'm using that term because people know what libertarian means. So he's, he's that kind of direction philosophically, but he's become much more. Is he, uh, is he another one of these guys who started out on the left? I seem to recall he was like a liberal comedian. No, he was never a comedian. He was never a comedian? Okay, I'm thinking this. No, no, he, uh, as far as I know, he's been, I mean, he was a socialist in college, like everyone, but uh, (laughs) I I think, I, I think he's been libertarian for a while and he was kind of in the libertarian party. The thing that got the libertarians pissed off at him originally was because he started to advocate for peaceful parenting. And a lot of parents, a lot of libertarian parents were like, no, we believe in spanking. And so he, he was shunned a little bit from the community then. And I think he's been shunned more as he's been more of a Trump supporter, even though he's libertarian, he likes Trump for for similar reasons about fighting the culture war, but also um, his stance on immigration and, and that kind of stuff. I don't want to go into all his stances on stuff because I don't even really know them and it doesn't matter. What I want to talk about is he has been, I follow him on Twitter, but he's generally never been very active on Twitter. But these past few days, I don't know what's like, I don't know if he took like a Gen Z pill or whatever, but he's just been like tweeting, incessantly tweeting. He's been on Twitter like a madman. I don't mean that disturbingly, just like, but he said something that got people, people went absolutely apeshit over it. And I read it and I just see some facts and a suggestion from him. But let's, let's see what you see. So this is the, there's a couple tweets that I think got him quote in trouble, but this is, I think the one that started it. He says, let's put it up here. He says, ladies, by the time you are 30, 90% of your eggs are dead. Get married young, have your babies, then have your career. You have 40 years to work if you want to. You only have a short time to have children. Listen to mother nature. She loves you and wants you to be happy. So Carrie, uh, he got, I won't even show you the, all the responses, but I mean, everything from who taught you biology, you increasingly undersexed psychotic simpleton to, you know, you're ugly, you look like this, like just every, every kind of, every kind of attack. Um, but interestingly enough, so I just did a quick search. ABC News, 2010. For women who want kids, the sooner the better. 90% of eggs are gone by the age of 30. So he's not, he's not just making shit up. Um, and I started to do some other research. Uh, I looked into this a little bit. So let's just, let's just look at some problems with having children later in life. Maternal age and the chance of Down syndrome. Uh, I don't know if you can see this graph. Okay. So chance of Down syndrome, very low. I would say the knee and the curve for Down syndrome is probably closer to you know, 38, 39, like maybe 40. But, you know, it does start to go up um, precipitously there. So that's that one. Um, oh, here's another one. Monthly fertility by age. Okay, here's women. Uh, it, it, does, it does go down. Men drops a little bit later and a little bit slower, a little bit more slowly. Um, Let's see. I think there's another one here. Yeah. Uh, rate of spontaneous abortions. 
again, the knee and the curve, it's not at 30. It's probably late 30s, you know, mid, mid to late 30s, right? That's where the knee and the curve is. So I, I look at this Molyneux tweet, and I don't see him saying every woman should want babies. That's not what I see in this tweet. I see if you want to have kids, hey, it's better to do it early uh, and have your career uninterrupted after that than trying to have a career and then having kids later because uh, that's harder. But I'm a guy who doesn't have to deal with this problem directly, Carrie. How do you see this tweet? <laughs> Thanks for picking a subject that's going to make me cry. I, I, let you, I let you reject the subject and you agreed. I know. Um, hold on. See, this is, this is what happens to women in their 40s who didn't... Uh, <laughs> this is... You start seeing women calling their dogs babies. This is my baby. <laughs> uh, honestly, you're joking, but actually I have seen that happen quite a lot to women. They start calling their dogs babies. I know. Well, actually, I'm making fun of it, but I don't look down on my nose at that. He is my, in some ways, he is a little baby, but, um, but not a human baby, obviously. Um, I, okay, he's right. I mean, the stats are right. I agree. I don't think he's saying, I don't think he's passing a judgment call like you should all want to have children. But I know a lot of women are going to read it that way, especially young women. And um, I would say that as you get older, this is a conversation I've been wanting to have. And I know you and I have talked about what we'll probably do at some point, hopefully do an unsafe space show with myself and some other women just talking about this subject, because I've talked to women who are around my age who, and, and a little older who regret not having kids um, sooner. And some of whom are having kids now and it's been very trying and a much more difficult process. And then others who are unable to at this point and, um, and so just a, a range of opinions on it. No, not everyone. I also have a lot of friends my age who never had kids and don't want kids. And so I'm not right. talking about them. Um, I, do, I do think that at least I'm just speaking anecdotally just from my experience. They're in the SJW, the third wave feminist world that I was in, there was a kind of a denigration of motherhood. So people sort of put it down. It was seen as being less than and less valuable. And um, there, there was just sort of an overall attitude of, uh, like we've talked about tribalism and tribal symbols before. Mm -hmm. It was seen as being part of another tribe. Being and, a mother? Yes. Not always. They're absolutely SJWs who are moms and there are exceptions and everything, but in general, there was kind of this attitude of, uh, I mean, even, even the word breeder, you know, was kind of a, that's kind of a negative word. Like you're a breeder. Wait, and, they um, would use the word breeder disparagingly to, 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 to identify mothers. Sometimes. Yes. I mean, sometimes you'd also, that's you'd pretty hear people, bad. I mean, that's pretty horrible, but they'd also use that word just to describe straight people sometimes, but sometimes specifically straight people who had kids. Um, I, I, from personal experience, I think he is maybe, he's not the only person who's been talking about this recently. And I don't care that he's a man who's talking about it. I think, I think, I think, um, I think it's something that younger women need to hear about, probably preferably from older women. 
but the fact that you might, you, you're not young forever. <laughs> you probably think you are. And it's, it sounds like a cliche, but you hit that age where it starts to become like, oh, wait a minute. If I want kids, then I better hurry up. And um, I don't know. I've got a lot of very thoughts on it. A lot of them have personal thoughts, so I don't know. Well, I, I, wish, I should provide some context for Stefan in particular. He, I think he, by his own admission, he and his wife waited too long. He says he wasted his 20s. Um, mm-hmm. And he's older than me and his daughter is roughly my, my daughter's age, I think. And I feel like I waited too long. So, um, like, he, he's not saying he didn't make the mistake. He's saying, hey, people, you should, it's better to do this early. And his general argument, which I think there's a lot of credibility to and merit, is if you want to have children and have a career. So I guess he says a few things that maybe would piss off feminists or not like, I guess only third wave feminists, right? But one thing he says is, hey, young breast breastfeeding is good for young children. And so when they're very young, you, the mother should stay home with the child. And when they get older, it doesn't matter who is with the child. He's actually a stay at home father. So uh, he's not, you know, he's not saying anything that he doesn't do there. He is a stay at home father, but you know, the case for, you know, breastfeed, I think not breastfeeding lowers IQ points on average of one and a half IQ points or something like that. Like there's been studies. We know that being with the biological mom and breastfeeding is good for young children. As far as I'm, as, as far as I'm aware, like we know that's a good thing. That makes sense biologically. That's why that's how we evolved. So it's not crazy to say like, Hey, if you want to be a mom, better to stay home with your kid. And at least at the beginning, right? And then when they get older, either parent can do it. So that's kind of his perspective on it. And the advice that I've seen him give in the past is, look, if you want to have kids in a career, that's great. You can have kids in a career. His recommendation is have the kids first and then the career. Because if you try and have the career, you have to interrupt the career in the middle of your career while you're trying to build it to stop and have kids, which is distracting at most, right? You're tempted to throw them in daycare, which is not good for the children at all. Where, and, then, and then you've got to like go back and kind of catch up in your career afterwards in some ways, and it's disruptive. And actually, and, and you're tired because you've, it's harder to conceive because you're doing it older and, and you've got less energy. And his argument is, hey, do it when you're, you're young and fertile in your 20s. Settle down, have a kid, and you know your kids can be in school by the time you're 30 and you can start your career then. And you've, got, you've already done all the work for your, your, you know, not all the work, but all the all the essential early work is out of the way. Um, and you have an uninterrupted career. And that's a rational, I'm totally not saying rational, it's, but here's the problem. A yeah. lot of these people now who are the young women now who are reading this. Okay. So I was not ready to have a kid in my twenties um, for a variety of reasons that have to do with my own bad parenting. <laughs> so uh, you're probably not alone by the way, Carrie. Exactly. And that's my point. And so a lot of these people who are going to be reading this and being like, ah, it's even worse now. Think of the millennials. Think of the millennials, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Um, so if, if, if a person is not, it's, it's not like just go out and do this because now's the ideal time. If you're not ready, that's, I mean, that's, I know what he's saying. And I actually agree with him. If all things are ideal, but a lot of these people need to grow up 
And well, I think, I think he would not disagree with what you've just, I don't know, but I think he wouldn't disagree with that. But I think part of what he's pushing back on is we live in a culture in which we tell young women to not bother growing up. We tell them like, oh, you can have kids later. Don't worry about it. You can like, don't worry about sorting out your life. Your 20s are for partying and having fun. And um, that has negative consequences. Whereas a, a woman, a young woman who decides to grow up early and take control of her life early and plan her life um, around what she wants long term early might make a different decision. Right. She might choose to to have children earlier and there's some benefits to that. Yeah. Well, I saw, I remember reading a stat that said um, in terms of looking for houses now, I guess like millennial couples are waiting until much later. First of all, they're staying with their parents a lot longer. Um, and then when they are looking for a home as couples, they're not looking for a bedroom for the baby. They're looking for a backyard for the dog. Like they're not, they're not, they're not planning to have a baby, a baby. They're planning for dogs. It's very, I don't know. It's interesting. And, and who knows, maybe they won't ever, you know, maybe, maybe the trend will be that people continue to have fewer kids. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. Well, and I think that's, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth either, but I think that's one thing that he's fighting against. Like, I think he wants people to be having children. Um, and, and especially people that he views have what I'll call Western values, like people who are, you know, acclimated to freedom of speech and freedom of association and, and separation of church and state and, and blah, 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 because there are large populations in the world who have beliefs that are inimical to that, who are having lots of children. Um, and so I think one of his arguments is like, hey, if you're part of the, we'll call it liberal Western democracy culture, it would, it would behoove all of us if you would have children and stop looking for backyards for your dogs. I think that's his larger. Yeah, I, I agree. If you are the type who is going to raise and, and you're able to raise well-adjusted children, you don't have to be, per- no one's perfect, but I mean, you yeah. know. I think, um, well, the, another thing of, um, this makes me think of is, because I talked about this like kind of anti-parenting thing in, in the world I was in. There's an, mm-hmm. also just an anti-children thing in the world I was in. So um, I'm thinking in particular of some former friends of mine who, un, un, whatever, you know, I've been unfriended by a lot of people because of my changing beliefs. Right. But this is in particular. You're a yeah, this is in particular a group here um, in Austin who, um, they love animals, which is great. They have a lot of dogs. They donate all the time. Um, it's, it's a little group of these couples and, and I love animals. Clearly I have uh, a dog. I spend a lot of time with animals and, but they, they're the types who say things like I like animals better than people. And, right. and I understand why somebody would say that, but here's the thing animals it's easy to like animals better than people it's really lazy to like animals better than people an animal is going to give you um not like unconditional love i think eckhart tolle says having a dog is a way for even the most unconscious person to experience unconditional love is to have a dog so that's really easy it's much harder to try and cultivate love for human beings but a lot of these people have kind of just pulled back and they put so much more into relationships with pets and they call them fur babies. And they, um, I mean, the amount of money people are spending on dogs is 
insane. If you, it's, it's kind of skyrocketed over the years. Um, and I think, you think all it's that's, an emotional substitute for, for children. Absolutely. And I think, I think when he says at the end of his tweet, mother nature wants you to be happy. I know a lot of people are going to balk at that and be like, ah, are you trying to say that women have a mothering nature? Well, yeah, they do for the most part in general, on average women do. We and, would not be here if that weren't true. None yeah, of us would be here. That's how exactly. we evolved. And so I know we've touched on this before, but there are people like Jordan Peterson who, um, and others I've heard, uh, maybe, maybe Camille Pagley, I'm not sure, but who've made this sort of um, uh, hypothesis that, that maybe what you see in the SJW world, for example, is some sort, sort of the devouring mother archetype. You have a lot of women who are taking this desire to raise and nurture and protect children and putting it onto marginalized groups. Mm. And then it becomes this thing where they're just kind of transferring that. If they don't have kids, it's much easier to do that even where it's this sort of um, uh, viewing mar- marginalized groups as if they need to be protected and shielded and, um, and, 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 and viciously because, you know, mothers will protect their children viciously. Yeah, mothers can be vicious protectors of their children. Right. And that's why you can, I, I think, I think that's a pretty good hypothesis this is why you see, so many SJWs behaving in such a vicious way because it's that motherly instinct that they're, they're protecting. Um, yeah. I've seen that argument. I've seen that argument as well. And I, I think it does make a lot of sense. Um, but he, you know, by the way, I, when he says, listen to mother nature, she loves you. I mean, I, I actually am not, I actually don't like thinking that mother nature loves you. I think I like thinking of mother nature as more of a, agnostic with respect to your survival <laughs> but yeah, i think i get mother what he's nature, saying mother nature is trying to kill you <laughs> right yes in <laughs> many ways money mother nature is trying to kill you yeah um but i get what he's saying what he's saying is you know you've evolved like this is this is natural it shouldn't be surprising that most women do feel an you know a biological urge to have children um but he was really really uh he was really vilified and attacked for this really, really viciously. Well, look, this yeah. little guy is easy to love. And you put in some effort, you take care of him, he entrusts himself to your care. And every day you come home and he's like, oh my God, you're back. You're home, I love you so much. Right, <laughs> awesome. but that love, I just want to like- Wait, 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 but he's never going to be a productive member of society. I'm never going to be able to discuss Brave New World with him. That's true. Or have, or have him respond. <laughs> well, and, and Carrie, ultimately that love is not as satisfying because you don't have the psychological visibility that you would have with a human. You have a level of it. He exactly. knows you to an extent, but another human can give you a hell of a lot more psychological visibility because they can have discussions about Brave New World and how you're feeling today and all that kind of stuff that, that an animal can't. So it's exactly. ultimately not fulfilling, I would imagine, at least to the extent as of, of having a relationship with a human. In the, in the news recently, there was a video, I think it was in the UK, of this woman who just married her dog. This woman is uh, older. She kind of fits this, I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe fits what the... the this phenomenon that he's talking about now this isn't about having a like treating a dog as a kid but it's, it's even worse like treating your dog as your partner 
it's a little more disgusting. Yes. But now let's introduce you to our next guest who hasn't been lucky when it comes to finding love. She's Elizabeth Hold, and she has endured four failed engagements and has been out on over 200 uh, dates, which haven't gone too well. But now she says, she says, does she not, Ruthie? She has found the one. She's found the one. She's planning now to marry the love of her life, and he's with her today, her golden retriever, Logan. He looks very relaxed Thank and chilled. So much, yes. Tell me about the okay, love that's all we need to see. you have. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Welcome to the future. That's it. That's all you need this to know. Is, this is, it's a good thing we're reading Brave New World. Um, because this is, if you don't think that this fits in with postmodernism and SJWism, you're not, you're not open. Your eyes aren't open as wide as they should be. Like, yes, it doesn't mean SJ, I'm not saying SJWs are pushing this. They're not, not yet. Oh, when, they will. They will. They fucking will. <laughs> they will because that that's that is the essence of postmodernism. When you believe in everything, you believe in nothing. They're I mean, already, they would already let this woman identify as a dog. Totally. So at that point, you know, what, what matters? Um, you know, Carrie, I, I, I don't, we don't have to make this show. Equal? Have you been seeing that? Who was no, it? what's equal? Um, oh gosh. I'm trying to remember who it was. Somebody did during pride month on their Twitter feed. They had some promo materials that said, uh, like all love is equal. Love has no race. Love has no um, gender. Love has no age. <laughs> right. They're pushing pedophilia already. They're pushing that already. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, I'm, soon it will be love has no species. Yeah. Which is not, I know that sounds gross and it is, and it sounds far-fetched, but it's not far-fetched. It's just gross. Um, I, you know, I know we want to keep the show short, Today, okay. Carrie, there's just one other thing I want to quickly um, bring up and get your thoughts on, um, because I, this is something that's been in the back of my mind for a while. I, you can't always just divide the world into, you know, there's two types of people in the world, right? These kind and this kind, like, okay. Uh, but sometimes that's an interesting way to, a model to think about the world. And, and one way that I think about that is there are people who view human beings as resources and immensely valuable to be populating the world with, right? People who say like, oh man, what if the next Einstein's born? What if the next, but like, oh, we could, like people are, are awesome. We should have more people. People are amazing resources that can solve problems and, and make us happier and invent new things and do wonderful, amazing things. And then there are people that view human beings as a cancer or as a virus. And they're kind of like, we're overpopulated. We don't, we don't need more humans. Um, and I think I'd like to get your thoughts on whether that divide exists in the social justice community or if they're all on one side of that. Uh, well, they're not all on one side of that, but for the most part, they, they tend to believe the, there's too many humans, but they also relate it back to every, they're they related back to these um the groups that they put people in marginalized versus privileged etc i so, see so it depends which human you are which right group. so they believe uh like western white people should not be having kids but right. there's too many white people but <laughs> we need more brown or whatever right right okay. they're yeah but they're definitely they definitely fall more into that group right well that explains um that explains a lot of their of their arguments. So. Have we ever talked about on the show the fact that I have 
a cousin who has 19 children. We have not. Would you like to talk about it right now? <laughs> sure. You know what? I should see if, I don't know if she would ever come up. So my, my cousin is um, Kelly Jo Bates. Uh, they have a, she has a show on, on Up Network called, um, well, her old show was on TLC and that was called United Bates of America. And then the show she has now is on, I think it's called the Up Network and it's bringing, bringing up Bates. But anyway, so that people may, I don't know, if you've watched, if you watch this evangelical family, I don't even know if she would call herself evangelical, but um, this Christian family that has 19 kids and she homeschools all of them. That's Is this cousin. her? Yeah, that's my cousin. Okay. But you should do a search for Bates family. You can pull up a picture of all of them. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, when I was younger and when I was in SJW, I would look at someone like her and just completely look down my nose, like that whole judgmental thing. Like I was so arrogant and I thought I knew everything. And I thought, what a strain on the resources in the planet. You know, how can you be so selfish? <laughs> and meanwhile, I was the selfish one. Do you know what I mean? I can't let kids, I've got too much I need to do with my life. Like I can't have kids. And yeah. uh, here's, this is the family. Yeah, that's my right? cousin. Yeah. yeah. Kelly and her husband, Gil and, um, I know she was trying for 20 for a while. I don't, but anyway, all the older kids are now getting married and having lots of kids. And That's amazing. That's an amazing number of children. I don't know that I could handle that in any way. I can't, she's an amazing mom just watching from afar. I'm like, uh, I remember she had all the kids had uh, partners. So like they, they would have a, they would be partnered with an older kid when, when a new baby was born. So they had like, like the buddy a, system, the buddy system, someone to help make sure, you know, make sure your buddy gets their teeth brushed in the morning and, uh, you know, teaching them responsibility. And um, yeah. Can you imagine raising and homeschooling? And she's really brilliant. When I was young, she, um, she, she wasn't, see, there's this movement called quiverful. Now I'm not going to, I'm not going to say if she's quiverful or not. I think, I think, when I try to explain her beliefs, it quiverful makes sense to me, um, which is they believe you should, uh, I think it comes from a Bible verse about keeping your quiver full of arrows for the Lord or something about, um, and in that analogy, children would be the arrows, like you're building an you're army. You're supposed to have as many as possible, basically. Have as many as possible, right. That they're a blessing from God. So why would you say no to any blessing that God would give you? I see. I and, see. um, uh, yeah, she, she, but she wasn't raised that way. And, um, she, I remember when she was in college, she'd come over, she was a biology major and she'd come over and, uh, t help us catch snakes and teach us about like, yeah, she was just a really, uh, really intelligent person. So she's, she's raised all of them. I can't imagine what kind of a job that is. And, and it's funny where I'm at, at in my life right now. I'm like, I used to joke, like, I don't need to have kids. Like, I've got a cousin who's had more than enough for the both of us or whatever. <laughs> now I'm like, oh my gosh, like, in retrospect, all the stuff I judged her for, or most of it at least, I'm sure, I don't, I don't, I was totally wrong. I was the one in the wrong, I think. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone needs to go have 19. I'm just right. saying. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I also am not recommending people have 19 kids, but, uh, you know, you can look at this and say, what an impact she has had on the world as uh, that couple has had on the world as like, these two people 
put, I don't know if it's 18, 19 or if she reached her 20 or whatever, but like, that's a lot of brains they just threw into the world. And a lot of interesting things could happen as a result of that. Assuming that they're raised well, they're, then they're not likely to um, you know, be involved in crime or doing bad things if they're raised well. So they were they, raised really well. Yeah, they could they could really make a positive impact on humanity. And by the way, they weren't like wealthy to do that. I mean, they they were for a long time. Were um, I know Gail was working several jobs, and um, they had. I think at some point they were living in a donated house, like from the church or something. I'm, I'm, it family donations, stuff like that. I mean, they've certainly since the TV show, um, things have changed for them, but it, it wasn't, they were raising a lot of kids without, it's not like, Oh, well those people can do that. Cause they have a lot of resources. Right. It's not like they had the, the private, the Butler bring the limo around. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Right. By the way, if all, if each of her 19 kids has 19 kids, <laughs> she'll have 361 grandchildren. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I can recommend that in good faith. But, you know, uh, I do. I do think it's important that you know. I I never wanted kids. Um, I I went around saying I hated kids, and I got to say, being a dad is the most fulfilling, best thing I've ever done. And now I want more kids. Um, even though I'm too old to be having kids, fuck it. I'm, no. you know, I'm going to, I'm not I'm too old. Look, I haven't given up. I have that's right. Kids. Your eggs are not all dead, Carrie. You've got some I, eggs I left. I was like, Carter, Carter t- told me this topic. I'm like, I guess I'll just sit here with the only eggs I have left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating breakfast. For those of you listening, I'm eating breakfast. Um, yeah, I look, I'm not, I'm not a, it's certainly, I have feelings about it, but I'm not a pessimist. So, yeah. I'm going to put out an ad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Put find, out an ad. Yes. That has to be the right father. Yeah. Well. Partner. So I think we've concluded that. Uh, <laughs> this is, this will be my dating video. <laughs> yeah. We've concluded that you desperately need uh, someone to have children with. I don't recommend going to a sperm bank and trying to be a single mother. No, no, uh, I don't do that. that does not correlate to no. positive outcomes in general. So, uh, but man, 18, you might be too late to have 18, Carrie. Yeah. I've kind of hung my hat on having (laughs) 19 and I, I am going to by golly. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, again, thank you everyone for watching. Leave your comments below. This is kind of a weird topic for us. We don't usually talk about stuff like this, but uh, if you want to have a show where we dive into this subject a little bit more and Carrie brings on some other women hey. to talk about, let us know because we kind of want to do that. Actually, if you are a woman, I know there are some viewers I've talked to about this already. If you're a woman who wants to potentially, you, you don't even have to say yes now, but you're, if you're curious about it, if you might want to be a part of a video discussion about this with some other women and myself, let me know. Send us an email. Speak yeah. at unsafespace.com. Yeah. Thank you. With that said, have a great weekend, everyone. And we will see you on Monday for Kofefi. And as a reminder, Tuesday, what time did we say, Carrie? Tuesday at 9 Pacific, 11 Texas time, we're going to do our live Kofefi demonetization party celebration thing for having hit 
a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So thank you very much for that. And Sunday night at 7 p.m. Texas time, we're doing a live book club discussion of Brave New World. So make sure you get in touch with us if you want to be a part of that. Oh, yes, I forgot. Thank you. Thank you. Later, everyone. Thank you.